looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Hi, my name is Stan Pons, and I want to welcome you to Make It Clear. It is such a joy to have you with us, and you know that most of our time on this program, it's verse-by-verse life application Bible study so that you could learn the Word of God for yourself and share it with others. But from time to time, I have special guests that have inspired others and, of course, me as well, and I want you to be able to meet these folks. And today, we have someone who's been on our program before because he's so well-received. He's got such great information, so I pray that you could be with us for the entire broadcast, and perhaps if you have a moment, invite others to listen as well. Our guest today is Dr. J.B. Hickson, and he has been one that's been a tremendous Bible teacher. He's been teaching in colleges and seminaries. He's pastoring in Colorado. He has a wonderful church that's alive and thriving, a good Bible teaching church, but also one that helps people to grow in grace. And the name of that church is called Plum Creek Chapel. In addition to that, he is the founder and president of a ministry called Not By Works. And if you want to know a little bit more while we're speaking, you can go to notbyworks.org, notbyworks.org. And that's a great title because if you cut his wrist, he will bleed the gospel is Jesus's death and resurrection, and that salvation is not by any good works. We don't do anything to get saved. We don't do anything to stay saved. If we do anything afterwards, once we're saved, it's our way of saying thank you to the Lord for what he's done for us. So it's Not By Works. And he is also an author that has written so many books, and each one of those books really have been designed with you in mind, whether it's a devotional book, whether it's a theology book, and the book that we're going to be highlighting today on a subject that all of us, I really believe, not only need to know, but I think we know there's something going on out there. We can kind of like smell a skunk, but we can't see it. Well, today he's going to talk a little bit more about the smell, but you're going to be able to see the skunk today. Because our topic is called the spirit of the Antichrist, the gathering cloud of deception. Now, there is so much material that he has researched that it would go into more than one volume. So this is just volume one. But don't wait until all the volumes come out. Get volume one. Now, here's the reason I like this book. Not only because of the topic, because deception is going on ever since the garden, you know, so we go all the way back. But what that what I'm saying is this. This book has great style. This is this is not one of those dull books. you got to try to force yourself to get through. You read the first chapter, you put it down, you get another book and you walk away. Not the way he writes. He writes in a way that the common person can understand it, and it's done in a print that's easy to read, but it is a well-written book. It has substance. And what I mean by substance is he did not write this book in a dark, stormy night in his garage, all right? He wrote this book really over almost 10 years of research, particularly on this subject, but he brings a backlog of information to the last 10 years as he's doing this. And he has brought it to us fresh bread out of the oven for you. And so I really want to encourage you to get this. And you can always tell the quality of a book besides just the style and all that. And we get that. That's good. That makes it easy. It's kind of like I can smell the sizzle, but I want to know what am I smelling here? And I'm going to tell you there is 38 pages of the bibliography reference to let you know that this gentleman here has spent the time researching it, documenting, cross-referencing this. So it's not coming out of some, I have an opinion, now I'm going to go find somebody that agrees with me. It's like I came with this with a white sheet of paper other than the biblical background, and now I want God to fill it in with as much truth as I can. And here it is. 
It's not because he's a knowledge hog. It's because he wants to know this so he can communicate it to people like you and me. And so I started reading this book and I have to tell you, I've lost a lot of sleep. One, I couldn't put it down, couldn't go to sleep. The second is, is because the material was so inspiring, but also I can tell you that it was transformal. It transformed me in a way to realize the seriousness of deception and what it's doing in my own life. So let's welcome to our program today, Dr. J.B. Hickson. J.B., welcome today. Hey, thanks so much, Dan, man. It's great to be with you. And for a minute there, I thought I was on the wrong program. You have such a flattering uh, introduction there. But man, it's always great to talk to you, dear friend, and another uh, co-laborer in the champion for the clarity of the gospel. And man, we sure appreciate you very much. I've been in three areas of his ministry. I've preached in his churches that he's pastored, great churches. At the same time, I have been uh, a person who has read his material, so I've used it. We use it in classes at our college, so it's been great. But I also have been a part of his conferences. He's a Bible conference speaker literally all over the world because of the pandemic recently, more in the United States, but he is a sought-after speaker. And so why? Because he has something to say. So I want to kind of jump into our topic today because this is so important. We don't have a lot of time, but that's okay because the folks can really get a copy of the book if they really would like to do that. So why don't you tell us for just a moment uh, a little bit about what does it mean, the spirit of the Antichrist? Let's just talk about that. All right. What does that mean? Yeah, you bet. So the book is called Spirit of the Antichrist, The Gathering Cloud of Deception. And as you said, it's really the culmination of almost uh, 15 years worth of research. Ten years ago, I put out a book that was called The Great Last Day's Deception, which was kind of my first entree into this broader topic of the Luciferian conspiracy. And I'm going to explain what that is in just a second here. But sure. the biblical basis for this book comes from 1 John chapter 4, verse 3, where John uh, says, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. And earlier in that book, 1 John, in chapter 2, he says, you have heard that the Antichrist, capital A, is coming, but even now many Antichrists have come, and this is the last hour. So uh, the premise of the book is that the present church age, which is now roughly 2,000 years and counting, uh, constitutes what the Bible calls the last days. It's the final age prior to the culmination of the kingdom, the inauguration of Christ's kingdom. And in this age, it's an age where Satan is the prince of the power of the air, He's the God of this age. First John also tells us that the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. And uh, of course, we know that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but as Ephesians 6 tells us, against uh, principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And uh, a lot of times when I talk about spiritual warfare and the, the reality of this basically cosmic struggle that has been raging uh, since Genesis, where Satan is trying to take over the world. You know, Satan got kicked out of heaven when he couldn't have the throne. And so he said, well, if I can't have heaven, I'll have the earth. And, and he's been waging war uh, ever since, trying to make this world his own, trying to defeat uh, the eternal creator of the universe. And uh, Psalm chapter 2, written by King David, uh, describes uh, this conspiracy involving human uh, leaders and Satan himself at the helm and his demons. Uh, and he says this in Psalm chapter 2, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? Now listen, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, here's what Satan and his co-conspirators are saying, quote, let us break their, capital T, speaking of the triune God, 
Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. And in a nutshell, that's what the Luciferian conspiracy is. It's Satan conspiring with demons, which are fallen angels, and human counterparts that are working together to usher in a new world order, a one world system, a one world geographic, political, economic system uh, that will emanate from the revived Roman Empire in the last, uh, in the end times, uh, and from Babylon, rebuilt literal Babylon, which will be the headquarters of the Antichrist. And so that's what this book uh, dives into. But after spending three or four chapters at the beginning laying the biblical foundation, I then begin to tackle some of the manifestations of the spirit of the Antichrist that are so prevalent uh, today. And boy, Stan, uh, you know, I'm not a prophet, I promise you that, but I had no idea when I really started putting the, this book together in earnest about a couple of years ago that we would be, you know, seeing the unfolding and the setting of the stage uh, for uh, the end times, the way we are in this present age. Why don't you pick a few of those out for us now? And I, I know you're not an alarmist. You're not a big drama king on this thing, but facts are facts. And what we're seeing, we know believers realize that there is going to be an end times. And of course, it'll be eternity future for those that know Christ forever in heaven. But for those that are even not Christians, they see this whole world plummeting to some kind of a spiral that there's got to be an end time. So what's happening today that, that it's really, really showing this great deception that's setting the stage for the end times. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can provide a couple of teasers here, but of course, I, I hope people will will not only read the book but also do their own research. You know, I say that a few times throughout the book that look, what you're hearing in some of these chapters may be utterly shocking to you. You may never have heard it before, but just because you've never heard it doesn't mean it's not true. It uh, doesn't mean it's true either. Uh, but I feel like having researched it for so many years uh, that you'll uh, end up uh, where I am in understanding what Satan is doing. But um, you know, if I can interject real quickly. I've had the opportunity over the years to speak at, you know, many, many, over a thousand conferences and churches, a lot of Bible prophecy conferences, and more than once I've had my material censored after the conference when I go to get the, the DVD copy that I can then reproduce and sell at the Not By Works Ministries store. The conference coordinator will say, hey, I edited out this, or I dropped off this, because I just it just seemed like a bridge too far to me. Boy, these days, though, those same conference coordinators are coming back to me and saying, you know what, you were right. I should have listened to you eight years ago and 10 years ago. So um, so we talk about uh, in this first volume, and again, it was so large that we just couldn't, couldn't it would have been six or 700 pages. It's 300 pages as it is. But we talk about uh, things like Operation Mockingbird and the false left-right paradigm. A lot of people have no idea that the mainstream media in this country is completely controlled and has been since the 50s. And I document that. I give uh, congressional hearing a testimony and other uh, eyewitness accounts and so forth. And that's uh, still going on to this day. A lot of people think, you know, Fox News good, CNN bad. They don't realize that they're all part of the same ultimate agenda uh, headed up by the Luciferians. Uh, I talk about, uh, and this is a biggie, a geoengineering. Uh, and a lot of people, I would presume, may not have uh, become, uh, you know, may not have heard of this, although more and more people are becoming uh, familiar with it because it's now out in the open. Uh, but, you know, the attempt uh, under, the, uh, under the heading of global warming and climate change to manipulate the Earth's stratosphere by spraying, you know, heavy metal nanoparticles like barium, aluminum, strontium, and others that are absolutely destroying uh, lives, really, and crops and other things. And so uh, we have a whole chapter on that, and we explain 
uh, how that is uh, what what its ultimate goal is. It's it's never about what it's about. It's not about climate change. There's a more nefarious agenda in mind. And I quote presidents and congressmen and give you know congressional bills and patents and all kinds of things uh, showing that it's really about population control. And then one of the biggest chapters that is very uh, timely and relevant, and I hope if people can only read one chapter, uh, at least in terms of the material that deals with the uh, Luciferian conspiracy, I hope you'll read the first few chapters that lay the foundation biblically. But if you can only read one chapter, uh, I would read chapter nine, which is on vaccines and big pharma. It's uh, 50 pages, and it will absolutely blow you away in exposing the big lie that the the government and the powers that be, the deep state, have uh, thrust upon people uh, with this so-called pandemic. So again, well documented, and uh, hopefully that's just enough of a teaser to get people uh, people to uh, at least give it a look. Thank you. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to Make It Clear. My name is Stan Pons, the host, but our very special guest today is Dr. J.B. Hickson. Now, he is a person that's well-educated. He has a bachelor's degree from uh, Houston. He also has his master's degree in theology from Dallas Seminary. He has his PhD from Baptist Bible Seminary, but it's not just he went to school. He has been studying this for a long time, a very effective pastor and conference speaker. The book he has just written, is called Spirit of the Antichrist. Your appetite now might have been wet because you would really like to know more about this. I would encourage you to go to a special website. It's called spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org. What you'll receive there is a lot more information about the book than we can do in this short broadcast. But for those of you that are really interested in getting the book, you can also order it there as well. Again, that's spiritoftheantichrist.org. The book is called Spirit of the Antichrist, written by Dr. J.B. Hickson. Now, you've thrown out the word, J.B., Luciferian. And for those that are kind of new to certain terminology, that sounds like some kind of a conspiracy group. Why don't you talk to us just a little bit about what is the Luciferian conspiracy and why this subject is so very important? Yeah, so obviously the word Lucifer is a biblical word, comes from Isaiah 15, and most scholars think that that's a reference to Satan, although contextually uh, it it's, uh, has more of a, a historical context in its original uh, setting. But uh, regardless of whether uh, you agree that the word Lucifer in Isaiah 14 is a reference to Satan, that's what the Satanists today call it. They, they call themselves Luciferians. And um, I, I go into that quite in depth in the book, and I give, I mean, hundreds of quotes of, of actual Luciferians who are giving homage to Satan. And what we need to understand, though we, though we find it distasteful to think about, is that in the same way that that you and I and other brothers and sisters in Christ worship uh, the Lord God of heaven and his son and our savior, Jesus Christ, and pray to him and read his word and share the good news of salvation about him with others. Uh, there's a whole other side of human uh, groups that do the same thing to Satan. They believe Satan's the good guy. When they go back to the garden, they think Satan was the hero and God was the antagonist. And so they dedicate their books to Lucifer. They, again, they, they worship him. They sacrificed him. They're there's a lot of um, evil stuff uh, going on, and uh, you know, if we if we wonder how that could possibly be, 
I would just point people to the scripture. We know in God's word that there was child sacrifice to false gods and things like that in the ancient Near East. The Bible even talks about it. And we should also know theologically that depravity is a degenerative disease. It does not self-correct. It doesn't get better with time. So if this was going on a couple thousand years before Christ, of course it's still going on today. Uh, but we are just uh, shielded from it because we've become conditioned by the mainstream media, and most of us just don't like to look into this stuff. Um, and frankly, I don't like it either, but it's a reality, and it helps us understand the world as it really exists, rather than the world as Satan, the great deceiver, wants us to think it exists. So the Luciferian conspiracy is, uh, you know, a conspiracy is simply two or more people working together to commit a crime or do something evil. And so the conspiracy and the Luciferian conspiracy is Satan, his demons, and human agents that are all working together uh, to usher in the, the one world system. And ultimately, they think, to defeat God. Um, now, that same passage in Psalm 2 goes on to talk about how God laughs at them for thinking they can win this battle because the battle was already won at Calvary, uh, but God is not willing that any should perish, so he's long-suffering. He's, he's uh, for whatever reason, as the sovereign God, he's giving Satan a long leash right now. Uh, we don't understand it. You know, we would probably do it different, <laughs> but God is God, and I think ultimately it comes down to his grace and him wanting as many people to hear the gospel and believe the gospel as possible possible before he cast Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophet into that eternal lake of fire where they will be tormented day and night forever. You know, there really is the conflict of the ages, as they say, and it's between, you know, the two beings, God and Satan. And no matter how powerful Satan is, we never want to make him less powerful. But the reality of it is compared to God, he is less powerful. And we know who wins in the end and that whatever is happening is by prescription or permission of the Lord. So it's all for his glory, ultimately. So the question is, are we living in the last days? And I know we will not set dates and times and all of that. We shouldn't do that. But at the same time, we know if we didn't have a calendar that it's winter time or getting to be winter because the leaves are falling off the, the trees, we, we can see it even if we don't have a calendar. So are we living in the last days? Are we seeing us coming to something here that might be a fruition of all this? Yeah, absolutely. The way I like to ask the question is, are we living in the last of the last days? Because again, biblically, the entire church age is the last days. Paul was right, was living in the last days. Peter talks about the last days. The writer of Hebrews says that in these last days, God has revealed himself to us through his son. So the whole church age is the last days. The end times, biblically, refers to that period of time that is yet future, starting with the rapture and everything that unfolds prophetically after that. So as we get closer to the end times, we can say we're living in the last of the last days. And indeed, I believe, as you just alluded to, uh, though we cannot set dates and should not set dates, we don't know when the rapture is going to happen. It is imminent. It is a signless event, meaning there are no prophecies that have to precede it. It, it is the next prophecy. However, Jesus rebuked the first century Jewish leaders for their failure to recognize his first coming and failure to uh, recognize the signs of the times. That was his phrase for it. He said, look, you can look at the clouds. You know, last night as we were pulling in from a road trip and seeing the clouds coming over the mountains, we knew we were headed for a a snowstorm. We already knew it because our phones were blowing up with warnings and the street signs were saying warning and warning. But we could have just looked at the clouds and seen, man, we're going to get hammered. And we did. We got almost a foot of snow overnight. And so Jesus said, you know how to discern the weather when you look at the clouds, but you can't discern the signs of the times. So I think believers not only have the opportunity, but a duty to look around and say, is the stage being set? And the answer overwhelmingly is yes. And if I had to speculate, I would say that uh, we are closer than ever. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of chatter out there among the Luciferians themselves. And I'll get into this in volume two of the book about the mid 20s, even going back 100 years ago, there were Luciferian Satan worshipers who were channeling demons and writing about the year 2025. Uh, now, we don't know if that's God's timetable, and that's all that matters, right? But we know that their timetable is by 2030, you know, the agenda 2030 by the mid 2025, 26, 27. I heard a, another uh, uh, economic prognosticator. I don't know if he's a believer, but he was talking about things strictly from an economic standpoint. And he flatly said on an interview that I heard him just a couple of weeks ago, that the U.S. will cease to exist by 2024 to 2027. We don't know if that's true. It may not be. The Lord's timing may be we have another hundred years. I may, may see my grandchildren grow up and get married, but we know that's their agenda. They are striving hard, and I think this Ukraine-Russia thing is all part of it, to usher in a one-world system. That's their goal. And the whole system involves a one-world currency, one-world government, one-world religion, all of that one-worldness, which goes back to the spirit of the Antichrist again is so pervasive. Again, if you're just tuned into our program, this is Stan Pons. I'm your host of Make It Clear. Our guest is Dr. J.B. Hickson. Our topic today is the topic of the spirit of the Antichrist, but it's not just we're just chatting about it. It actually is real and it's documented. And J.B. Hickson has done the research and has provided us with a book, and this is volume one, but I encourage you to get it. If you'd like to know more about Dr. Hickson, also his book, you can go to the, the website that he has for it, which is called spiritoftheantichrist.org. That's spiritoftheantichrist.org. But if you want to go further into his ministry, you want to go to notbyworks.org, notbyworks.org. We only have a couple more moments of our program, but here's what I'd like to uh, say to our audience and then may, let you comment on this. There are a lot of books about the last days. I remember the most popular one that seemed to be in our early lifetime was the late great planet Earth, and all of that was very popular. But oddly enough, all these books are very sensational. Some are right, some are wrong, some have mixture of both. But I can't remember one of them that had the key, which is helping people come to faith alone in Jesus Christ, to know that that we can't stop what's going to happen, but we can be prepared for it now and for eternity. So why don't you talk to us about this book and how it can prepare the reader for the advancement of the message that the gospel should be presented correctly and clearly and urgently? Amen. You know, that really is our driving force at Not Bad Works Ministries is the clarity, accuracy, and urgency of the gospel. So every book I've written, this is my 10th book, every one of them has a clear gospel presentation at the end, and this one is no exception. At the end of the book, there's an epilogue in which I address the reader directly and and, and talk to them about their faith and give some encouragement to those who are believers and to those who are not. I give the clear gospel that you can trust in Jesus Christ and him alone as the only hope of salvation because he died and rose again to pay your personal penalty for sin. So it really is an evangelistic uh, opportunity. Uh, I think it will be very instructive for believers, uh, but even for unbelievers, you know, this whole topic of the great conspiracy, or as you called it, I think whether you realize you're not quoting A.C. Gabeline, The Conflict of the Ages, uh, his famous book back around the turn of the century, um, or as uh, you know, uh, uh, Ralph Epps, I think his name is, uh, wrote, uh, called it the conspiratorial view of history. Uh, there are a lot of people that aren't believers, don't know the Lord, but they have an interest in this topic. And so the very nature of the, if they look at the table of contents and see some of the things that I address, they're going to pick it up. And they're going to be hooked because throughout it, I explain and interpret what's going on with this conspiracy through the lens of Scripture. And then at the end, they hear the gospel. And we know Paul said, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Lord willing. Spirit of God will convict them of their need for a Savior, and, and people will get saved. So I would encourage you to buy uh, two books. We've already had a lot of people 
Do that, buy one for your shelf, and then give one to a person who uh, may not be a believer but is interested in this stuff. You know, they're interested in, for example, the fake election of 2020 or the you know rigged voting system, all these topics that are gathering interest, and give it to them and say, hey, I think you'll be interested in this book. And you never know, the Lord might use it to bring them to faith. And you know, folks, when you do that, and if it brings a conversation forward, do it. You don't want to win the argument and lose the soul, but bring it right back to the fact that they need to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Well, we're out of time right now, but I want to thank Dr. Hickson for being with us. He's the founder and president of Not By Works, and you can go to his website, notbyworks.org. You can certainly communicate with him through his website if you have questions, if you're interested in knowing how he could come and speak to this issue or do a seminar or a conference or something, you be sure to let him know. You can also go to the website, Spirit of the antichrist.org and order the book there. You can get information on both sites, but you could do that as well. Again, if you're interested in our ministry, it's called Make It Clear, and you can go to our website. It's called makeitclear.org. That's makeitclear.org, and you can hear all about the things that we're doing from our podcast and radio to our uh, TV program, to our movies, to all that we do in reaching people with seminars. We also have an educational branch where we really are teaching students the Word of God so that they can be properly equipped to do ministry. If you want to know more about how we can do it on campus, on site, in country, or in community in your own church. We can set up a diploma program for you right there. Be sure to contact us at Tell Me More at makeitclear.org. Tell me more at makeitclear.org. Shoot me an email and we'll respond or go to makeitclear.org. If you haven't trusted Christ as your Savior, do it right now. And if you have, then live a thank you life for Him, for His glory. JB, thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Dan. Thank you all for being with us. And remember, until next time, make it clear. Make it clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the word of God with clarity into every person's world. It is the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org. Or you can mail your gift to Make It Clear, P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Thank you for helping us make it clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please send us an email at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear. Oh,